Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This is the final episode of the three-part story, The Changing of the World. Well, Kitty and Bunny had been flying for about an hour in the hopalopter when they finally caught sight of the massive airship that belonged to KC, the Red Queen. Bunny said, oh my gosh, that thing is gargantuan. Kitty said, we can stop it. How? Kitty said, well... And she looked around for a missile or a laser button. And she said, I don't know if this thing has any weapons or something. Maybe we can shoot it down. Bunny undid her seatbelt and walked around the machine, scanning the hundreds of buttons. I don't think this thing has any weapons. Ugh, I don't see any useful buttons. Kitty said, well, all we can do is follow the queen for now, I guess, until we think of a plan. Bunny said, oh, this button right here could be handy. Turn invisible to enemies. Kitty said, ooh, a cloaking device. Nice. So Bunny pressed the button, and the hopalopter became invisible to the queen and her soldiers. And then they followed the airship for the rest of that day, and all that night, and into the following day. And on the second day, Kitty said, this is ridiculous. We need a plan. We could sure use super dog's help right now, but no. Bunny said, well, we don't have super dog. He's off ruining the past somewhere else. We got to do this ourselves. They were coming up fast on a large lake. On the far side of the lake sat a huge volcano. The volcano looked dormant. No smoke rose from its summit, and the lands around it were green and lush. The giant flying machine landed in a field south of the volcano. <laughs> Kitty was watching from the hopalopter window and she said, Okay, something's happening. They watched as the Red Queen left the airship, alone. She spread her wings and flew to the volcano. Kitty said, Why is she stopping to visit a volcano, Meow Me? Bunny said, I don't know. Maybe there's something in there she needs. Kitty said, well, then this could be our big chance. She's alone, without her troops all around her. Maybe we could steal the crown from her. Bunny said, uh, I guess that's our best hope. So they landed on the volcano's slope, not far from where the queen had disappeared into a big crack or cave in the volcano's side. They crept out of the hopalopter and entered the cave. It led to a hidden stairway that had been carved into the rock. The stairway descended deep into the volcano's interior. Kitty said, okay, let's follow her and see what she's up to. See if we can steal the crown from her. It grew hotter and hotter the deeper they went. The light from the entryway faded once they were just a few steps inside, but they weren't in total blackness. An orange glow from somewhere up ahead lit up the tunnel just enough for them to be able to see. Bunny swallowed nervously. This reminds me of the lava cave beneath yesterday's macaroni. Kitty said, yeah, me too. The orange glow grew steadily stronger as they pressed on. And it grew steadily hotter the deeper they went. At last they reached the source of all that light and heat. A pool of hot lava in the middle of a wide cave. Bunny went, shh as she caught a glimpse of the Red Queen standing near the lava pool. 
Gideon Bunny hid behind some stones and watched as KC, the Red Queen, raised her arms high before the pool of lava. Her whole body was enveloped in an orange glow. Lava muck, she cried. I ask for your help and for some of your mighty power. I will take over the world and turn it upside down for you, so that you can be free again. Just give me the strength to reach the forest in the sky so that I may seize life everlasting and attain ultimate power. The volcano rumbled. The lava bubbled. And a deep voice reverberated through the cave. I will grant your request. My time for revenge has come at last. Help me destroy this world, and I will give you all the power you need. Yes, said the Red Queen. Give it to me. There was a rushing sound, as of a great wind blowing. And Casey grew taller as she swelled with new power. Her hair billowed out all around her like flickering flames. And Kitty whispered to Bunny, Meow me, this would be kind of cool if she wasn't so evil. Bunny went, shh. Ah, said Casey, I feel it. Now I have more power than any mortal has ever possessed. I shall become the most powerful goddess this world has ever seen. Beware, said the voice. There are two enemies inside this cave spying on you. Bunny went, (gasps) Really, said the queen, turning around slowly. Her eyes glowed big and orange. (sighs) Cried Kitty and Bunny. They tried to run up the passageway, but the Mimi queen flew forward fast and grabbed them both with strong hands that felt like iron. Well, well, well. Talking beasts. How unusual. I don't know where you came from or what you want. But I think I'll just leave you trapped inside this lava cave forever. She tossed Kitty and Bunny behind her. They almost landed in the lava pool. Then she uttered some words of dark magic. Nella numina lava muck. And the passageway crumbled, (laughs) trapping Kitty and Bunny inside the cave. (gasps) No! They tried to move the rocks aside, (sighs) but it was no use. The stones were too heavy. They were trapped in the lava cave. And from the other side of the stone barrier, they heard the Red Queen's voice, dimly. Enjoy your tomb! And then she flew up the passageway and out of the cave and headed back to her airship. Kitty kept trying to break through the pile of stones. But it was no use. She and Bunny were trapped, and they had no way out. And Bunny started to cry, and Kitty said, Naomi, I am so sorry I brought us to the past. Now Casey the Red Queen is stronger than ever. We probably destroyed the future. And Bunny said, I don't believe this happened to us. <laughs> that this is where it ends. Kitty started to tear up too. Someday, Meowmy, maybe, if this world survives, someone will find our bones in this cave. Bunny said, yeah, 
and they'll have no idea who we were or what we felt or what we meant to each other. They'll just say, oh, look, a cat's bones and a rabbit's bones. Maybe the cat ate the rabbit and then died for some reason. They'll never know the truth. Kitty took out her amulet, which was made of a very strong metal, and started to carve words into the stone walls of the cave. She wrote, Kitty loves Bunny. There, Meow Me. At least whoever finds our bones will see that, and then they'll know that we loved each other. And then Kitty started to cry, and then she and Bunny hugged each other tight, and they stayed that way for a long, long time. Or it would have been a long, long time if they weren't suddenly interrupted by the sound of stones being shoved aside. It was Superdog. He broke through the wall of the cave and opened a hole in the passageway again. And they said, Doggy! And he said, It's Superdog, if you don't mind. Bunny gave him a hug. How did you even know we were here? I used my powers of intuition. I can always tell when someone needs help. Kitty said, You have those kinds of powers, Meow Me? Superdog stood tall. Of course I do. Now, follow me to safety. They followed Superdog out of the cave and onto the slope of the volcano. And Bunny said, I don't know if you realize this, Superdog, but there's an evil queen who wants to destroy the world and she's on her way to the tree at the edge of the world. I am well aware. I'm on my way to stop her right now. Superdog leaped into the sky and flew away east. Kitty said, how does he do that? Fly perfectly. Bunny said, I don't know. Let's just go after him. They ran to the hopalopter, started it up, and raced eastward after Doggy. Before long, they could see the massive flying machine. Bunny said, oh, this is so bad. I hope the changing of the world still happens and stops, Casey. But we probably messed things up too much. Kitty said, look! And she pointed at a streak of red and blue that was shooting skyward towards the flying machine. It was Superdog racing upwards at full speed. Kitty said, Meow Me, what's he going to do? Smash into it? That's actually exactly what Superdog did. He smashed into the flying machine with all his might. A huge crack appeared in the gigantic airship. Ah! cried the stick soldiers as the massive machine began to break apart. It fell from the sky and crashed to the ground. The wreckage of the machine sent up a huge dust cloud. Kitty and Bunny landed the hopalopter some distance away, and Kitty said, He did it! He actually stopped that huge machine! Bunny said, Yeah, but where is he now? Kitty said, Let's find him. They walked towards the scene of destruction. Suddenly there came a great roaring sound. Like the world's biggest wave or a gigantic whirlwind was approaching. The world seemed to ripple and shiver all around them. Bunny said, something's coming. We need to find Superdog quick. They ran over to the pieces of the broken flying machine. 
Now a ferocious wind began to blow. It was hard to see through all the dust and smoke, Ah, but at last they caught a glimpse of Superdog lying on the ground, not moving. Kitty went, oh no. They ran over to him. The poor pooch had been knocked unconscious again. He had another bump on his head from where he had struck the flying machine. Doggy, they cried, shaking him gently, but he was knocked out cold. Kitty said, Meow, why did he use his head to destroy the machine? Bunny said it was probably an accident. The rushing sound grew louder. Something was coming, something big and powerful and deadly. Bunny said, quick, that might be the weird lands rushing in. This could be the changing of the world right now. We need to get out of here. They dragged Doggy across the dusty, windswept plain towards the hopalopter. But then, out of the wreckage of the huge flying machine, stepped K.C. the Red Queen. (sighs) She was covered in dust and had a nasty cut on one arm, and one of her wings looked broken. She saw the animals and said, You! She lurched towards them. You horrible beasts! You will pay for this! The whooshing sound grew louder. The queen followed the animals to the hopalopter. Ah! She was only a few feet away from them, and then she raised her hands high as if to utter a powerful curse. But before she could do anything, there came a rushing of wind and a wide wall of weird, misty nothingness. The queen and everything behind her, including her wrecked flying machine and her surviving stick soldiers, got caught up in the onrush. The rushing whirlwind of weirdness missed Kitty and Bunny by mere feet. Kitty said, yikes, meow me. Ah, cried the queen. She started to dissolve, to melt into misty dream stuff. I was so close to being the most powerful being that ever existed. Curse you animals. Curse you all forever. Then she dissolved away into ethereal mist. The crown of creation clattered to the ground. For the weird lands couldn't unmake it. Bunny said to Kitty, quick, grab the crown. Kitty said, what? Are you serious? You want me to go into that weirdness? I'd get pulled apart. Bunny said, just do it quickly. We can't leave the crown there. Kitty went, oh, okay, meow me. She waded forward into the rushing weirdness. She felt like she might get torn apart, but she was able to grab the crown and she made it back to safety. Although she looked a little depleted and colorless. Bunny hugged her and said, Oh, thank you, Kitty. It just seemed like we shouldn't let the crown fall into the hands of the wrong people. She looked at the weird lands, which were still roiling and rushing, but had calmed somewhat. Well, it looks like the changing of the world still happened, but we definitely changed the past. Oh, what have we done? I don't know, said Kitty, who was beginning to regain her color. But at least that evil queen and her machine are gone. 
Bunny nodded. Yeah, well, we should probably give the crown back to the Mimis. And then we should return to our time. If there even is an our time anymore. They dragged Superdog into the Hopalopter. Ugh. Then they pressed a button labeled Flower Field. <laughs> Soon they were zooming at super speeds back across Magic Woods to the place where they had started. Kitty said, were there Mimis in that part of Magic Woods at this time? Bunny said, I think so. She was trying to remember what she had learned in Mimi history class. Flowerfield was in the eastern part of the nation of Lasana, not far from the city of Penelopoli. So hopefully there's some Mimis there and hopefully we'll find someone to take the crown. They landed in Flowerfield only half an hour later. Superdog woke up just as the machine touched down. And he said, Ruffy, my head hurts. Kitty said, Doggy? Yes, Ruffy, what? You remember who I am, Meowmy? Of course, why wouldn't I? Kitty said, oh, you're back, and she hugged him. Oh, you must have given yourself amnesia about your amnesia when you bonked your head on that flying machine. Doggy said, oh, uh, what flying machine? Kitty went, oh boy. Never mind. Bunny said, okay, we need to find some Mimis without freaking them out too much so we can return the crown. But we shouldn't let them see us or the Hopalopter if we can help it. They stepped out of the Hopalopter slowly and looked around. They didn't see anyone. And Doggy said, Ruffy, I could just fly around and look for Mimis. And he took four steps and shouted, one, two, three, geef, whoa! And then he flew backwards through the sky. Whoa, 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 pfft, oh. He hit a tree, and then he crashed down to the ground. Ah, oh. Kitty went, oh no. Well, I guess you don't have Superdog's abilities anymore. Bunny said, ah, and she pointed to the tree line. Look. A little Mimi girl was standing there. She was clutching a basket full of berries, and she stared wide-eyed at the animals. Bunny approached the child slowly, smiling gently. She held out the crown of creation and said, Hello, little girl. Um, do you know what this is? The girl nodded, her eyes wider than ever. Bunny said, Could you take it to your people? Do they live around here? The girl nodded again. Bunny said, What's your name? Clorinda, said the girl. She took the crown from Bunny, and then she smiled brightly and skipped away into the forest, taking the crown and her basket of berries with her. And Doggy said, oh darn, we should have asked her if she had any red acorns. You can get a snack when we get home, said Bunny, <laughs> assuming that the future as we know it is still there. Okay, said Doggy, and then they headed into the Hopalopter, and Bunny pointed out a powder blue button that said, Return to the right time. I noticed this when we were flying a little while ago. Maybe it'll take us back. Doggy said, oh, that's handy. Bunny said, yeah. And I also noticed that the to the past button is gone now. I guess we've taken our last trip back in time. Doggy pressed the return to the right time button. <laughs> a second later, they were back in their own time. Bunny looked out the window cautiously. Okay. Well, everything looks the same. There's yesterday's macaroni, and there's the hole in the ground. 
Even the weather seems the same as when we left. Doggy checked the timometer. Oh, Ruffy, it's almost the exact same instant that we left. It's like we were only gone for a couple of seconds. They stepped out of the hopalopter and stood in the field, smiling up at the sun. Bunny said, well, so far everything seems the same. I just hope we didn't mess up history too much. Suddenly, Mama appeared overhead. Mmm, don't worry. Everything happened as it was supposed to. Your journey to the past always happened and was always meant to happen. Mmm. Bunny said, oh, um, well, that's good to know. Mmm, if you hadn't gone to the past, many of the Mimis of Chalet would have died in a horrible war trying to stop the Red Queen. Mm. Kitty said, see, Meow Me? Everything turned out fine. Bunny still looked skeptical. Mm. Also, your journey to the past gave KC the idea to make a flying machine. That made her seem like a greater threat, which caused the changing of the world to happen. Mm. If you hadn't gone back in time, KC and her army would have had to walk to the edge of the world. She would have slowly grown more and more powerful on her journey. Mm, but she wouldn't have been taken seriously until it was too late to stop her. Mm, and then she would have taken over the forest in the sky and destroyed the world. And I would not be here to tell you these things. And you would not be here to listen. Mm. Doggy scratched his head. So, Ruffy, wait, but okay, did we actually change the past? Or did it always happen that way? And that's kind of impossible, because how could we be in the past if... I mean, how were we in the past the first time the past happened? I'm, I'm really confused. Could you just explain to us how all this works, this time travel stuff? Mama floated away without answering, as was her wont. Mm, farewell, animals, and good luck. Kitty said, ah, uh, goodbye. And then Bunny hugged Kitty and said, oh, that was so romantic when you carved our names into the wall of the lava cave. Well, <laughs> Doggy started to get the sniffles as Kitty and Bunny whispered sweet nothings to each other. Well, <laughs> his love allergy was acting up. He turned away to sneeze. <laughs> but because he was wearing his stupor suit, his sneeze had super power. It nearly blew the hopalopter apart. The propeller flew off. And the windshield shattered. And one of the wings cracked in two. Doggy said, whoops, Ruffy. Just then, Murr came out of the mountain, carrying an armful of snacks. Okay, she said to her friends, let's get this party started. Then she saw the damaged topolopter and stopped in her tracks, huh? She noticed that Doggy was wearing a stupor suit and had a little hole in his ear and two big bumps on his head. She also noticed that Kitty and Bunny looked disheveled and sweaty and tired and dirty. Bunny's party dress was ruined and Kitty's karate clothes were torn. <sighs> Murr sighed and put the snacks down. All right, she said resignedly. What did I miss this time? 
Well, that's the end of the story, The Changing of the World. The next story is called Kitty's Poppet Problem. Goodbye.